Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. 12 minutes after 10 p.m., you're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. Benson Nganchu is the Provincial Secretary for this uh, South African Communist Party in the Western Cape, joins us to talk about the ongoing taxi strikes uh, in the city of Cape Town. They make the argument that the city of Cape Town must take full responsibility for the ongoing taxi strikes and the violence having emanated from it. On the other hand, the MMC for Community Safety, J.P. Smith, says, well, it's not our bylaw, it's the national law. We are just implementing it. What then does the South African Communist Party make of that? Benson, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Welcome to Night Talk. Uh, your party says the DA must take full responsibility. The DA says, well, we're just Im- implementing the national law as it stands. Uh, to what extent then uh, are they culpable in the outbreak of violence emanating from the taxi strikes? Uh, good evening to you and your listeners. Uh, I think we need to elevate this matter beyond the DA, actually. You know, because should we have had leadership in this country, this DA-led city of Cape Town would not be this strong and brazen and pursue their neo-colonial mentality which is responsible for this provoked taxi strike and violence. You know, now, the president, for example, elected to abandon a program which was meant to be in Cape Town. He takes it to to Kauteng. He must also intervene decisively on this because the city of Cape Town for years now have been using draconian measures for revenue generation. Be it is water tariffs, electricity tariffs, the issue of informal traders, including impounding of vehicles. This must come to an end. And that's why I'm saying it is responsible. That's the first point. The second point, this DA provoked the crisis of violence and ultimately vigilantism has led to the collapse of our economy, of our economy on standstill. And that's why also making a call to all employers across sectors of the economy not to punish innocent workers for a crisis they did not create. Don't dismiss them. Give them their full wages and let them come back to work when it's safe for them to do so. And lastly, we, call, we are sending a message to Santiago and say, Santiago, if your leadership doesn't prevail, you risk facing alienation or being accused of being complicit. Your condemnation should not be confined or reduced to issuing of statement. Decisively provide leadership, expose and isolate criminal elements from your from within your ranks if they exist, and deliver them to the police. And last point. We're making a call also as the SACP to social media activists to desist from posting sensitive videos and pictures. Instead, they must take them to the police for further investigation. So, the led city of Cape Town release all impounded taxes for operations to resume anytime tomorrow or whatever view, right? And Santanko must go back 
to negotiating table and that all parties must engage in good faith. And the transport authorities must also follow trends and patterns of development and ensure that where there are industries or shopping malls, routes are regulated for taxes which exist or tax associations which exist in that particular area. We are where we are because of an ineffective and reckless and DA-led city of Cape Town, amongst other things. Yeah. When you say that the city of D, uh, the city of Cape Town through the DA has implemented draconian measures to raise revenue in the city, such as impounding of taxes, what element of that do you deem to be draconian, uh, given they make the argument that they're merely exercising the law as it is? It's not true. Listen, they want to hear. <clears throat> if even the tax industries who are engaging with them, they are agreeing with us. We say, listen, vehicles which are not roadways, they must indeed be impounded. For example, vehicles with, I mean, vehicles with what? With no tires, no brakes, etc., etc. Right? But it cannot be correct when a taxi driver jumps a robot or is not wearing safety belt, the taxi is, is impounded. Why not finding the taxi driver? Because the taxi driver is not the own. You're not punishing the own. I mean, the taxi yeah. driver. You are punishing the own. Remember, the taxi industry itself. I'm not a spokesman of the taxi industry, but it's important to make this point that it is constitutive of retrenched and dismissed workers. Right? They build that industry by their deferred wages in the form of pensions and provident fund. So it must be developed. It must be transformed. It must be supported. So that itself is not does not find itself in criminal activities or becomes a home for criminals or elements who are unable to comply with the law. So that is very important. Therefore, this government can be indifferent to playing a role to developing this important sector of our economy. Yeah. So, so that's the point we're making. So let me try and understand your argument correctly. You're entirely okay with taxes being uh, impounded if and when they are unroadworthy. But should yes. it be a resolvable permit-related matter, uh, road uh, traffic transgressions such as skipping of a, a, a red robot, not wearing a seatbelt, and just pure undisciplined driving, you don't think an impounding should happen in that instance? Yes, of course. You know, you know, there the, the has to be, the issue is punishment of the taxi owner, not the person driving the taxi. That's the first point. But again, you need to attempt to get into the root of the problem. Here's the, here's the reality. Because taxi drivers are not behaving in that fashion because of their own choosing. One, if this industry was to be transformed, formalized or professionalized, taxi drivers will have basic salary, not have commission-based wages or salary, as it is the case, because it depends on one strip to get a living. In that respect, it makes them to wittingly or unwittingly, right? 
uh, break the law. That is wrong. So that's the issue we need to attend to, meaning this requires taxi buses in the form of Santaco, transport authorities in the form of the city of Cape Town and transport department to get together and deal with this particular question, you know, so that taxi drivers can behave or operate like the bus services, not drive on the yellow lane, not push other motorists, right, on the road, you know, now on the basis that they chase to make a commission. That is wrong. It requires all of us to come together and resolve this particular question. Because in the text industry, if you are sick, you don't get paid. If you're not work, you don't get paid. But if it were to be transformed, it were to be formalized or professionalized, those workers will also enjoy the basic conditions of the Employment Act and Labor Relations Act. Presently, many taxi drivers are not enjoying that, right? And Outside, taxi so, owners I, are making money. And the city of Cape Town, too, is, listen, these taxi bosses also are not only facing a challenge of paying a fine of impoundment, but also they are facing a challenge of tax repossession by banks and and, and, and taxi finance in particular. So they are bigger, I mean, their challenges are many, but let me make this last point. The president of South Africa must decisively intervene. We can't be in an autopilot. Yeah. Must decisively intervene and assert his leadership to ensure that we are not led by criminals, to ensure that the DA-led administration, the city of Kenya province, do not do as they wish in this country. Yeah. Federalization of the Western Cape is a problem, and the DA is banned to executing that. Actually, they are banned to running a wholesale devolution of powers across departments. I'm going to pause that you there because the you're calling for a certain level of intervention, such as the regularizing, regulating, and professionalizing of the taxi industry. This is, of course, yes. not a new call. Many have made yes. that call. There's an absolute clear need for all three yes. of those things to take place. But yes. it's, it's, it's also no secret that the taxi industry, at least the organized taxi industry, have resisted and often rejected regularizing regulatory uh, uh, interventions as well as professionalizing of the industry. They've actively resisted, not just in Cape Town, nationally, the country over. Transport minister after transport minister fails to be able to negotiate that. Government has always made the argument that for us to support the taxi industry through subsidies, we have to be able to ensure that the industry becomes regulated. Otherwise, we're just throwing money at a problem that may not go away. You once again reinscribing that into, into the national conversation. How then would it be achieved if organized taxi leaders and taxi operators and taxi associations continuously reject any such intervention? One thing you, 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 you must not make mistake of is that there is capacity in the taxi industry, right? Therefore, if there is capacity in the taxi industry, no government or any person must impose reforms in the industry, okay? Now, there ought to be proper discussions or, right, engagements on what kind of taxi industry one in South Africa in the Western Cape, right? And who will benefit in this transformation or reforms in this industry? And those involved in the industry, both the taxi bosses 
and taxi drivers must be at the center of this discussion. Nothing about taxi industry and taxi drivers without them. So there, there's always an issue of seeking to impose, right, transformation or regulation or professionalization of any industry. That such actions will always be resisted. Right? But I have no evidence of such. But what I know, there continues to be no, it's engagement with at all levels. I'm glad you say you have no evidence of such. Because one of the things I can tell you continuously has been a, 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 a thorn in, 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 in the thumb of the taxi industry has been the idea of regularizing it and regulating it to the point where taxi drivers, which are effectively workers of taxi bosses and taxi operators, are deserving of a living wage and are deserving of labor-related employment uh, rights and benefits, which you know very well what those are, right? Yes. Those things don't exist in the taxi industry today. It is to the taxi owner's benefit that there are no labor relations uh, uh, requirements attached to the industry. And therefore, any attempt at professionalizing it would be rejected by taxi bosses because it means employing a taxi driver becomes a little bit more expensive for them. Literature suggests that, but not only literature, but I know, right, there are those taxi drivers who have basic salaries, right? And uh, there are those taxi drivers and taxi bosses who have certain arrangements with their employees, you know, of course, with limitations. Moving forward, what we should argue and the call we should make, you know, one is what should constitute a country where it will have a reliable, safe, integrated public transport system. We can't talk about such outside fees and to ensure that the taxi industry is formalized or is professionalized. And that debate must be led by those in the industry, not elements who read about the challenges facing the industry from Google or elsewhere, but those who have, who have a lived experience about this particular question. That's what will move us forward as a kind. As the SACP, we engage with Santaco, Carter, and Cordetta on a regular basis. You know, so the challenges they face, they share with us, we run joint programs with them. And one of the outstanding campaign is a campaign directed on the taxi finance or the financial sector because day in, day out, their taxes get repossessed. About more than 300 taxes on other day, right, were repossessed from, from the southern game, mostly in particular, taken to Gauteng. I, I phone them and say, we must launch a revolution here. We cannot allow this to happen, right? So if there were to be leadership and indeed say to it that we involve them, involve them in good faith, don't impose. That will help us great deal. But for everything to normalize in the province, it's important to underline this point. The city of Cape Town must release all impounded taxes as a basis for the resumption of operations, right? And the smooth running of our economy and, and all parties must go back to the negotiating table to ensure that they are able to resolve the impasse. Not for now and for the future. Follow the trends and patterns of developments to ensure that in areas where there are developments, 
transport authorities are able to provide or give permits. The, the provincial government or authorities are moving very slow to issuing, or, I mean, permits to, to taxi operators. You know why? When, the, when taxi owners have no permits, you know, they are able to generate more revenue in the form of impounding, in the form of, of, of fines. That must not happen. That must not happen. Don't destroy this industry. Okay. You know, yeah, let's don't some... destroy this industry. However, this industry, when it engages on strike or any action, their action must be peaceful. Should there be loss of lives, damage to property, that will suggest that they are complicit with that. Two, their leadership must prevail when they are on mass action. That's the message that takes industry. Two, we have a message to the city of Cape Town as well. Yeah. Let's take some calls. Give me a call, 086-000-2032. We have a couple of calls that we would like to get to. Uh, Temba out in Benoni. Temba, good evening. Yes, hi, good evening. How are you? I'm fantastic. Temba, I'm going to ask that you speak directly into your phone. It sounds a little bit muffled. Hopefully, we'll hear you a lot clearer if you speak directly into it. Am I audible? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed, actually, with the uh, journalists, you know, reporting on this uh, city of Cape Town issue of Texas. You know, uh, they've just become part of the story instead of reporting on what is happening. And uh, I was not expecting someone like you, whom I regard, you know, highly, uh, or like you, Olive, to take sides. You know, I'm expecting journalists in, in an issue such as this, you know, not to be partisan. You know, they are now blaming the city of Cape Town. But what is that issue? What is that issue is violation of of a law. Now, if we all don't know which law that these people have violated, I would have expected reporters to dig deep and check what does this National Traffic Regulation Act say. Then on the basis of that, to engage both the city and Santiago. Hello? Yeah, are we listening? And no one has ever actually done that. You know, people are saying Texas, those that have been impounded must be released. Now, if we start encouraging that as a country, we are really going to degenerate into a lawless. We are almost there. Because when I saw those taxes being impounded, especially those that were impeding traffic to the airport, and an airport is a national key point. Now, there comes the minister says all taxes that have been impounded must be released. That will even include those that have been blockading uh, the airport. Is that type of a country and leadership that we are proud to have, uh, Olivia, if I may ask? Yeah. So the principle of our law and the spirit with which our law has been written has never been to be acrimonious when it otherwise could be... Uh, you know, when when a different approach could have been taken to a matter. In particular, uh, our law aims to be corrective before it is punitive. It's across all sectors of how we conduct ourselves and how we conduct law enforcement. Be corrective before you are punitive. It seems to me that the city of Cape Town has been entirely only punitive and not corrective. In that... All right, what... uh I, I beg to differ with you, uh, Olive. What does that National Road Traffic Act say with regard to impounding? 
Why don't you argue, you know, this thing of bringing in, you know, conjectural, you know, reasoning. I think it, 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 it actually, it, it makes our country a laughing stock, you know, to, to, to other people, you know, that we don't reason. We always base things on hearsay. Why don't we argue on the basis of what the act says? Yeah, okay. Then, so that you become objective. Because we are talking about things that are very academic, you know, corrective measures, the law. Now, if one were to use an example whereby I kill you, then I go to court and say, no, I've made a mistake. Then because it's, it, there must be a corrective measure, a person must be punished. Yeah. Every offense must be equal to the, the punishment that it gets. Why don't we look at what the act says? And on the basis of that, and ask whether was the minister correct to say all the cases that have been impounded must be released. And to further, you know, uh, argue with you when you say uh, the, 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 uh, the law is very is, 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 is corrective. Are you saying those people that have located the airport, which is a national key point, the taxes must be released because the law is corrective? Okay, no, fair question. Thank you so much for your call, Temba. I appreciate it. Temba calling us from Benoni. Uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond uh, at the end of it all, Benson. Uh, let's speak to Simon in okay. Cape Town. Simon, go ahead. Yes, I just want to, uh, to air, air out my views in terms of what uh, the city of Cape Town is doing. I sure. think it's very unfair for them to impound for small, for silly things like, you know, keeping up their uh, the traffic lights and all this stuff. What they should do, if that is the problem, because, like, for instance, if they impound their car uh, or um, the quantum or the, 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 the checks, which means they are paying about 10000 And if you want to look at it as the profit margin for, 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 for a tax to run from, from day number one up to the third day uh, of the month, you are looking at a, 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 profit, a gross profit of about around 24000 25000 And you take 10000 runs from it. And remember, these checks, they also need to pay insurance, also need to do the service, and they also need to, uh, to have something at the end of the day. So if you take 10000 you're actually taking half of uh, whatever these checks is supposed to make at the end of the month. So in three, four months, if they do it like three times in a month, which means the person, if the person is paying to, uh, to SA checks, because remember, these guys, they, uh, they get these checks on, on higher paychecks which means they are paying every month to, uh, to SHX, yeah. which means they are not going to pay because at the end of the day, they will be, uh, they'll be behind. And that you find after like four or five months, the SHX will start to, uh, to, to, to impound, to take the card from them. Or they will start to run away and all, doing all sorts of things. So I feel like, you know, since there's not you know, a lot of employment and like there's a the city of Cape Town should reason and should actually understand and be able to sit down and look at the architecture business of a tech, uh, of tech industry. How much are these guys making at the end of the month? If yeah. that is the problem, why can't they introduce like a spot fine? Because they are saying that, uh, I heard the, uh, the, minister, uh, the, the mayor in the, this morning, he was saying one of the reasons why we are impounding is because they are not paying the fine. Why can't they introduce a spot fine where they can drive with the driver to, 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 to the city center and then they pay the 1.5, then they go instead of impounding it because they are, they are saying that uh, these guys are not paying. Yeah. Uh, they are not paying the fine. Yeah, okay. Why can't they introduce spot fine? Yeah, fair question. Thanks a lot, Simon. Appreciate it.
Simon calling us from Cape Town. My heavy out in Northwest. My heavy. Good evening. Hey, good evening. How are you, my brother? I'm well. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm talking from the experience where they takes owners where I come from. Ne? Yeah. But I want to, if you want all the stupid people go to the taxi ranking, you can't give someone taxi who don't have a license. Your taxi, if you put into any road, you have to be permitted there. So I'm not going to tolerate the whatever they raise. Ne? The thing is what the city of Cape Town is right, is doing very well. You can't drive a taxi without a license. Yeah. You can't give someone a taxi without a permit. So... I bought the taxi, I put it on the line, I have to say it is fine because of under Ramaphosa, everything is fine. No, the law is supposed to be there. Those guys, let's respect, uh, they must respect a taxi association. There is a law, permitted. Okay. You, 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 you are putting the passengers in your taxi. They have to be safe. That's why if there is an accident, they ask, ah, this taxi has got a permit. If you have a permit, the license, everything is fine. They must stop fighting. Other taxis, they don't have nothing. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much, my heavy. Appreciate it, my heavy. Calling us from the northwest. Um, I'll just give you an opportunity to give us some closing remarks, Spence, and reflecting on those comments and calls. No, uh, thanks very much. Uh, I think uh, my heavy from northwest. The issues uh, he raises, we all agree. We all agree, right? If the taxi a zero problem, it must be uh, what impounded. One must be fined and so on. Simon from um, uh, Cape Town. You know, if, if, if you listen to the corner of his, of his comments, uh, he's sharing what appears to be his lived experience. And uh, the basic challenge is facing the industry. You know, and he does have to say what needs to be done. And also the intersection between the taxi finance and what we call neo-colonial draconian bylaw imposed by the city of Cape Town, right? Now, that, that comment is quite important and is an issue which we must take forward. Temba, my response, response to Temba uh, should be within what Marx, Karl Marx uh, observed, to say, dominant ideas in a class-divided society are the ideas of the ruling class. That's how I can respond to him on how the media has been reporting about this matter here in the Western Cape. That's the reality in a class-divided society. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. I really and, do appreciate and, and, it. And, and lastly, and lastly, I, I think they, they make the statement that we call for peace. Vigilante elements must be exposed, must be dealt with. The law enforcement agencies must contain the situation the president of this country must decisively intervene and save us from his autopilot otherwise he's going to plunge this country into yeah. a deeper crisis that's a statement from the ss in the western Cape. thanks very much thank you so much for your time benson i really do appreciate it night talk giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter monday to thursdays 10 p.m.